6: Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show on what appears to be a rather normal spring day. Who would have thought? Kimbo and the Roach with you for the next two hours live from Studio Lumo. Thanks to our great mates at Hyundai and Balfors. We appreciate their support. Let's bring in the Rooch.
1: Party people! Roach, here he is! Roach, here he
6: is! Hey. Roach Now, Roach, I know we're getting shaka-lucky. to the finishing line. Ruch. We have uh, this show, then two to do next week, and we go on holidays. But have Ruch. I organised a treat for you today? This is your Christmas present that's come early.
7: Hello, Kim. Y- you bought me some matches. Matches? They're expensive. Well, you need them. I- I'm trying to keep my eyes up. These, these oh. World Cup games are just eating into my sleeping pattern.
6: You are the most <laughs> obscure human I know. I do have you know, no, no idea are, No you know, idea where
7: you're going How much do a box of matches cost?
6: No, I've got no idea. They are expensive. Are they? Yes. You, you think everything's expensive. What's expensive? <laughs> and why are you buying boxes of matches? So I can keep
7: my eyelids
6: up. Oh, rubbish, Rooch. You would have been dead to the world. No. What games did you watch last night?
7: I watched Japan. Which is a great one for the Asia series.
6: It's one word. You don't Joppa. have to. You don't have to Joppa.
7: hyphenate it. <laughs> Beat Germany. I know. Ah. And the Germans made a statement at the start of the game. The one that left an impression on me was the way Spain towered up Costa Rica. Oh, they—they're scoring from Rich, every angle.
6: You, you, am I here or not? Sorry. I said about Germany making a statement at the start of the game. Oh yes,
7: by putting their hands over their mouths. Yeah, sorry, no, I was, I was thinking of the games I watched and which ones left an impression on me. But there's all these social agendas Kim, it's that are coming be a out long of the day. World Cup. Do you want to know why you, you should be excited? Well, you tell me. You're setting up the surprises. Well,
6: you have covered uh, four World Cups in hockey,
7: yes.
6: twelve Champions Trophies, yes. numerous Olympics, yes. Commonwealth Games. Yes. I have. Uh, Kookaburra royalty coming into the studio live.
7: Oh, about at, time at too. Three
6: thirty. Bringing them into the studio. Yep, yeah, live. Eddie Ockenden, who's about to become the first Australian to ever play four hundred internationals,
7: and he could also equal Rick Charlesworth record of five Olympics. Hope he gets a gold medal though. Rick didn't, sadly.
6: Yeah. Well, I, I hope on, you're on top of your game here. All right, lift. I will. Lift. I will. Um, they're coming in. Uh, there's a five-match series against India that gets underway on Saturday. It's yeah. the first time the Kookaburras... yeah, First time they've played here in South Australia since 2009. So you're going to be seeing the world's best. Where's India at the moment?
5: Three.
6: Number three in the world. So it should be uh, cracking entertainment. If you've never been, uh, we'll tell you where you can go. It's at Mate Stadium. You can get your tickets through Ticketek. We'll give you more on that Such a cost. little bit later. Mm. All righty. Looking at the show, that's at 3.30. Reach at 3.50... Write this down, everyone. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're doing beat the boys at three fifty. This will be your second to last chance to go in the draw to win a thousand dollars worth of free fuel, all thanks to Hyundai.
7: Second to last chance. That means we'll get another contestant on Monday. Yes. And do the draw on Tuesday when we are at what we used to know was Football Park.
6: Yes, down the Mosaic Bar. Used to be the Crow Bar, didn't it? For a yep, while there.
8: Yeah. I
6: haven't been down that neck of the woods for a long time.
8: You'll so be. that's
6: at three fifty. At four o'clock we continue, thanks to Ty Power having a look at Monday and Tuesday's draft. Tom
7: Scully, he's in the oh, draft. We're doing a retro draft, <laughs> are we? We're going. What we're re- reviewing the previous yeah. drafts of years. Yeah. The number one pick, Tom Scully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've gone from
6: one that was three foot six to one that's nine foot twenty. Uh, This is the young West Adelaide lad. We spoke about him yesterday. 204 centimetres, I think he is now. Westies know how to get big players, don't they? They've got a stack of them, Roach. So looking forward to having a chat to Tommy. He's a very down-to-earth lad. We'll go through the World Cup with uh, SEN World Cup commentator, Archie Thompson. Mm. Went to one World Cup, Roach. When was it? Who?
7: Archie. Archie. Which one was he? Was he 210? Nope. Which one was his? 2006. Oh, he's part of the super group. Never hit the park, though. So ah, they're that's very strong then. Think, yeah, we'll well ask him about that.
6: Yeah, so that was the only World Cup campaign he was in. That's the and great
7: question of the moment. If you take today's squad, which worked very, very hard to get to Qatar, that's that's be very serious. They worked through a lot. Mm. COVID, all the knocks on Graham Arnold and his coaching, et cetera, et cetera. But if we compare 2006 to this squad, how many of today's players would take out anyone from 2006?
6: Well, there's been a number of former players. Archie could tell us that, couldn't Yeah, there? a number of former players said that there wouldn't be one player in the current squad that would make the team in 2006.
7: Yeah, that was a super group. What happened to our development program after that, Kim?
6: Well, Roach, you've been going on about that for 30 years now.
7: Has it ever been right? I was right in 2006. They were super players.
6: It might have just been a period of time. Where yeah, you're right. D- could have been the golden moment. We have moment. that, we yep. have that with have been, the draft. You have a good have crop one moment, year. Yeah. And, um, but I think everyone uh, where's agrees. Where's Johnny
7: Warren when I need someone to get on a high horse? Yeah, Greg Foster w- tries, but it's, it's concerning when people think it's just going to happen. It needs a lot of work. It needs well, a what, plan. Why do you do
6: something for nothing and get on a committee or do something instead of being a knocker? knocker roach.
7: I'll ring Craig and see what I can do.
6: Well, what, what, Craig who? Foster.
7: Well, he's there you the, go. He's the man. Do that. He's the man. And he's he's been right. Everything he's said for the past decade's proven to be correct. Where's Ange Postacoglu when we need someone to also bang on a few <laughs> Well, drums? we ran
6: him out of town, Rich, you know. Yeah, then. there's
7: another um, thought.
6: At 4.45, uh, we spoke about this young lady yesterday, Hannah Ewings, who won the... Yes. Uh, AFLW, NAB Rising Star for Season 7. She's an absolute ripper, so looking forward to having a chat to her. She's in Melbourne. She's the poster girl.
7: About to fly back. For the point you and I keep making. The, the teenagers who grew up with football uninterrupted, mm. part of their upbringing, so to speak. It wasn't, oh, I've got to get rid of the footy because no one's going to give me a game. I'm going to pick up a netball, a basketball, or do something else. This is what is going to make the AFLW very, very special in the next uh, 10 there's years. There's a
6: lot of players like her, you're spot on, Roach, uh, and you can tell with their skill set that they're mm. good on the left and the right because they've been playing the game Correct. From, yes. from the age of four and, yes. and five. And Hannah's How an absolute... dumb were,
7: were we to say at 13, no, you can't play this game anymore.
6: Well, it was the way of the world, Roach. We've often talked about it. You couldn't be a police woman. There's a lot of things that you couldn't do because of the sex that you were.
7: And we're supposed to be intelligent.
6: Mm. Um. Rooch, that's what's coming up on the show. We're live and interactive. Send a text on uh, 0427
7: 154 oh, we... so that's why we told the Joker not tonight. He was ready to come on, and we had to tell him, no, we've, we're jam-packed. You can't do it tonight.
6: Where do you go? <laughs> fair, fair dinkum.
7: Well, the sun's out. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, bring on next Tuesday. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, we appreciate that... Um, we're having some problems on 1629 with our transmitter again. Uh, we are live and crystal clear on the app. All right, I need to say that, and I need to say thank you for your patience. It's testing everyone. Believe me. Everyone. All right, Rich, do some work for once. Instead of cracking those bad gags, and out to the bloke that had a crack at me for having a go at your gags, Rich. There is one human out there that thinks you're funny. <laughs> Good. Um, Good. Tell us what happened last night at Karen Rolton Oval.
7: Wow. We got Brisbane through. The arrogant ones are through. <laughs> no. So the dream matchup. I didn't say that. No, but Megan did. So <laughs> the shooter. she's declared Brisbane arrogant, wants to play them, looking forward to doing this. It's the challenger final, they call this. Yeah, gets all underway these special tonight. Special names in these finals. Gets
6: yeah. underway tonight at uh, 6.30, Karen Rolton Oval. Oh. Get down there, support the girls. I was watching it last night. It was a great atmosphere. The Brisbane Heat, 179. It was the highest WBBL finals score. And the Hurricanes got off to a great start and then there was a damn silly run out that completely stuffed up everything that they were doing. Um
7: Oh, we've got a bit of audio from it if you want to hear it. That's what I'm being told.
6: I've got no idea, people pointing yeah, everywhere. It's, it's well, look, we'll, we'll come back to that a little yeah. bit uh, later. All right, so that game gets underway tonight. We're live and interactive uh, 0427 154 166. This is Kim Bar on the Rooch. Thanks to Balfours. Uh, Balfours in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. on a Thursday afternoon. Just a reminder, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai, Tucson Turbo Diesel, all-wheel drive. We are live from Studio Lumo USA, And another reminder, we've got a bit of uh, sporting royalty coming live into the studio at 3.30. Kookaburras, Eddie Ockenden and Jeremy Hayward. They're about to take on India in a five-match series here in South Australia. First time the Kookaburras have been here in
7: 13 years. you know both teams are coached by Australians?
6: Who's coaching India? Graham Reid. And his background roots. Yeah.
7: He was an international for Australia, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, great Queensland boy. Titles. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well celebrate anyone who plays with the Coggerborough gets medal, yeah. That's, I, not, I was that's going, not. to yeah. say the obvious here. It's was, only there's only one thing that always gets brought up about the Australian men's team. It's the Olympic gold medal. Yeah. yeah well, they've got them now.
6: And I'll confess, it's the only time I watch hockey. It's Commonwealth Games and the Olympics, in the Olympics yeah. and thoroughly enjoy it. Should watch it more, but there's only so much sport you can watch. It's but a I'm, tough, I'm excited. Tough
7: gold medal to win.
6: Yeah, and Rich, I'm just interested that these guys are so good at their craft mm. and they do it professionally. What yep. type of living do they make?
7: Well, if you are good enough to get invited to play in the Dutch leagues, you'll do okay.
6: When you say okay, well, we'll ask the boys without you know, them Things telling us their salary.
7: Things have changed a bit. Yeah, um, yeah changed a bit. COVID didn't help Kim. Uh, yeah, and there's a fair bit of debate as to where we should have the national centres. That should it still be in Perth? it would be interesting what the lads say about that oh because I'm they've gone through that system of having to pick up because Eddie's from Tassie. Pick up your sticks and go to Perth.
6: Yeah, and Jeremy's from uh, Darwin. Yep. They're polar opposites yep. geographically. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, that's happening in about 15 minutes. I just quickly, going back to the cricket last night, and of course uh, the strikers take on the Brisbane Heat tonight. Um, Laura Harris turned the game around for the mm. Brisbane Heat last night. She uh, knocked up the, uh, the quickest 50, half century, 16 deliveries it uh, took. That's the quickest in BBL history. This is Laura after the game
9: dare say Shooter's probably out to get me after last game. I think we go tip for tat a lot, back and forth. Them and us, I feel like, the two that have been in and around finals the last few years.
7: It's on. It's on.
6: <laughs> Jason Richardson was commentating last night, and he kept alluding to the banter that's been happening good. off the field. Good. So we could get a good crowd there. Conditions are perfect. So uh, Megan Shoot, our very own Australian fast medium, taking on Laura Harris. It's going to be huge. All righty. Roach, we're going to get through a few other things. There's a bit happening in the footy world.
7: Yeah, and the great news is Brett Ratton, who was very cut up about what happened at St Kilda, pre contracted 93 days, days later sacked. He and his family went to Bali to clear the mind, so to speak.
6: The panacea for all woes, a Bali holiday. Yeah,
7: I, I don't I don't think I'm breaching and saying that Brett needed to work out yeah. what had happened and what he wanted to do next. No surprise then. you remember when he was cut at Carlton? Mm. He then joined Alistair Clarkson at Hawthorne and built a pretty good resume there as an assistant coach to then get the St Kilda gig. Well, he's going to be alongside Alistair Clarkson again at North Melbourne. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So they re, repair themselves. Um, Look, it's good for Brett because he, yeah, he he didn't need that sort of exit from footy. A lot of times, senior coaches get cut and just don't find mm. anything after that, and it can be pretty hard on them.
6: And it applies to anyone in any workplace or yeah. workforce that you're in, or any profession. It's it's a fairly large life issue to be sacked for whatever reason.
7: Yeah, uh, there's um no, hey, hey, oh, could we do it on Monday or Tuesday? We'll see if I can get Brett. To come on. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll try for it.
6: Yeah, About time he did something, Roach. Monday, right. get him on, all right? right yeah. He's a good friend of yours. Hey, text coming through, Roach. Uh, a lot of people feel this way. This is from Matt up in Brisbane. G'day, Matty boy. Uh, the World Cup of Soccer is a competition with everyone uh, that's on the globe involved. It's yeah. not like cricket or rugby. Australia needs to realise it is just a win for us to get into the competition
7: to qualify. No, we've got to change that mentality. If you can have nations such as Denmark, and we looked up Denmark's population, five and a half million. Mm. And Denmark has an extraordinary story in world football, the time when they were the emergency team for a European title. And world game culture, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get what you're yes. saying there. but yeah, I don't, My argument with that would be the USA.
6: Larger population.
7: A yeah, lot more corporate money. True. Not I, quite I, apples I, for apples. I just don't like the thought, oh, making the World Cup's good enough for yeah. us. So I agree be with what, what you're
6: saying, and a number of people have said it as well. We've heard Craig Foster and we've heard Ange Posca coglu said it in 2018. The game's going backwards. Yeah. Not enough forward planning. Uh, it's everything short-term goals instead of the big picture. Right. But, gee, we've been hearing this for a long, long time. Geoffrey from Salisbury. a Geoffrey. Geoffrey was one of our very first techs when we first started four years ago, Roach.
7: Oh, Oh, that's bringing back some memories. Back at the old studio oh, there wow. on Grenfell Street. Yes, next to the Crown and Anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Used to wake
6: up there some mornings, Roach. Uh, <laughs> don't feel. Oh, I just dear. thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know where oh, that dear. came from. Only happened once. It <laughs> <laughs> did not. Uh, don't feel bad, Roach. I fall asleep watching soccer during the day. Laugh oh, out loud. Oh hey. dear. All right, here's Ugh. one uh, from Michael. <laughs> Says, uh, "Question for Roach." Yes. Hi, boys. Question for Roach. Why can't a wealthy first world nation like Australia produce just 11 world-class soccer players? We don't need to produce 100 world-class players. Just 11 will do. Apart from 2006, soccer World Cups are just an embarrassment for us. That's the other view.
7: Yeah. We need to be doing better, Kim.
6: Well, he's asked you why. Short answer, 60 seconds.
7: Because there's... Ange Postacoglu and Craig Foster have been saying for a long time, we just had no plan after 2006 to work on the development of it. And we still even haven't worked on the development of the A-League. We have a rich resource in what is known as Australian football, if you're in Sydney, and we are not making the best of it. So that's We're wasting it.
6: That's from schools through to high school, through to club, soccer. We have a kid who
7: grew up in Australia, was ignored, not developed made the smart move of going overseas and is playing Serie A in Italy and has a big decision to make. Does he want to become an Azzurri, an an Italian national player, or does Mm. he want to be a soccerer? If he chooses to play with Italy because that was the nation that backed him in, good luck to him. Well, But how how do we let talent like that? It would be fiscally
6: more intelligent too, wouldn't it? it might
7: look at an emotionally challenging decision for the young man yeah
6: all right 20 minutes uh, 23 minutes past 3 we'll go to a break we're live and interactive Zero four two seven one five four one double six. and don't forget you can have a chat too on the lawn hub
5: 28. this is the run home. Thanks to Balfours. No matter your club's colours,
6: Balfours are for the game. You can give us a call on the Lawn Hub talkback line, 1300 736 736. Wish Roach a Merry Christmas or whatever you want to do. 1300 736 736. I know why our next guest has rang up, because you still owe him coffee. See him next week. Ange from Croydon, the original Ange from Croydon. Hello, Ange. Good afternoon, boys, and
7: uh,
1: Merry Christmas, Rich, and oh, to you and Leanne.
7: Is it Rosetta Street next week?
1: Yes, uh, not Rosetta Street. We're going to go to uh, Queen Street.
7: Rich. Okay. Queen Street. All right, all right.
1: You send me the. Um, send me the place we go. Getting... Yep. So Queen Street, and it's called Willow Bend Cafe. Go right down yeah. there; the best coffee in, right. in Adelaide at the moment. Oh, we'll um, test that so out. if you want to see the game, if you yeah yeah, we'll go there. Let me know, Rich, and we'll meet up. If you want to see the game of soccer go out of spiral, out of control, let's, why don't we introduce it to the Indigenous communities? Um, I've seen some Indigenous players, Aboriginal players, play soccer. They're amazing. They're skilled. They're just natural athletes. Their balance is superb. And I just think that it's a shame, and I've been talking about this for many, many years, and I don't understand why we don't introduce the World game to the, take it out to the Indigenous communities, see what we get out of there. So it would be an unbelievable. So thing you're say.
6: saying Soccer Australia have been inactive in that area?
1: Hundred percent, Kim. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, let's. I think Adam Goods at the moment is uh, working on that. I think he is. I think he has some involvement in it. And I think um, uh, Travis Dodd as well is another one. Yep. It's probably, I think's working on that as well. And I just think if we could support them that Soccer Australia really need to get involved in that and you'll see some superstars come out of Australia.
6: It's a very positive suggestion. Uh, at 4.30 today, Archie Thompson will be joining us. He's part of the SEN World Cup team. So we'll pose that question to him on your behalf, Ange. Hey, Ange, we'd like to wish you a uh, Merry Christmas as well. Have a great festive season. We appreciate your support. And uh, you were bloody right. That's why I uh, reach, uh, reached you a coffee. You said Port would not make the eight at the start of the year. We thought you had rocks in your head, but you're a very clever rooster.
1: Thank you, boys, and uh, Merry Christmas to all of you and uh, all the listeners of SCN. It's been uh, a joy to listen to you all year, so look forward to next year.
7: Good on you, Ange. Queen Street next week. Yeah,
6: there you go. Don't forget, Roach. No, I'm going. We've got that recorded now. I'm on the way. Oh, the proclaimers! I'm on my way. 3:31. <laughs> uh, We're on our way to the news.
2: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
5: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.35 on a beautiful Thursday afternoon.
6: Kimbo on the Roach with you. Thanks to Balfers. No matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game. We're live and interactive. If you want to send a text, 0427 154 166. Well, the Roach is like a kid in a candy store at the moment. We know his first love is hockey. He's covered four World Cups, a dozen champions, trophies, Olympics, Commonwealth Games, and we've got Kookaburra Royalty in the studio right now. Eddie Ockenden and Jeremy Hayward. Boys, thank you for
3: coming in. Uh, big week coming up. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive week. We've got five awesome games against India, a brilliant Indian team. So you've got Australia, the silver medalists from Tokyo and India, the bronze medalist. We're playing five times uh, this week, which is brilliant for our preparation for the World Cup next year in January. So we're excited to be in Adelaide and, and ready for these games.
6: And yeah. you're excited to be in Adelaide, but you haven't been here for 13 years since the Kukuro- uh, Kookaburras last played here.
4: That's a long time. That's uh, before I started, actually. Uh, yeah.
6: Well, you're only a pup now. You're 29, and I said, Eddie, you, you look in real life a lot younger than what you should yeah. be. Killing yeah. everyone, though. You're good, 35. Good you, Yeah, you've got. You're, you're going to be the first Australian to play 400 internationals. It'll happen in this series. Any celebrations organised?
3: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a big weekend, actually. Um, A few family and friends coming over, a few ex-teammates and former teammates and things like that. So that's really special. I mean, they're making a big event of it, which is great. I'm really thankful for Hockey Australia doing that for me and have my family here and my kids here. It's going to be awesome on the weekend.
6: And when you say you're bringing the family here, that's from Tasmania.
3: So Most of my family's in Tasmania, but my immediate family, my partner and kids, we live in Perth. We all train together in Perth, so they're coming over from Perth.
6: Okay, yeah. and geographically, you two are polar opposites because you are born yeah. in Tassie. You're from the NT in the Territory,
4: Darwin,
3: yep.
6: Do you got anything in common or not? you got a bit of tan. I do have a bit of tan. <laughs> uh, fishing, maybe. Um. <laughs> a polar opposites. I catch <laughs> fish, he doesn't. Yeah, you'd be trout, you'd be barramundi. Exactly.
7: <laughs> now, Eddie, are you going to do it? Are you going to reach Rick Charlesworth's mark
3: of five olympic games are you gonna get there you're gonna to get to paris he, he likes that one rick and uh he had a he's had a massive part of my career and i actually i see him quite regularly in perth um we'll see how we go i think yeah definitely the aim i mean I'm, i'd love to go there and i want the team to do well and if i'm there and i'm helping the team then that'd be fantastic that's definitely a goal of mine to go to keep playing whilst i'm loving it if i'm still playing well then you know i'll give myself a chance but that's the that's the idea
7: weird thing australia v india two australian coaches Two mates from the Kookaburra Pass, Graham Reid and Colin Batch. Have you heard them on the phone yet? Are they trading any barbs among themselves? The
3: funny thing is, yeah, they are obviously, That you know, we know Graham very well and um, Colin and Graham know each other very well. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually seen them, you know, interact as mates too much, but the funny thing is that Colin was assistant coach up until my first part of my career until 2008 and then... And then Graham Reid, the Indian coach, he came in as my assistant until Colin came back as the head coach. So I've had one of those two guys my whole career as, uh, as a coach or assistant coach, which is incredible.
7: So you've got a fair bit of history with India. How much is this series one that you look forward to? Five games against them. And, and what colour pitch are
3: you playing on? Blue. So why does India still wear blue on a blue pitch? You have to talk to our teammate Aaron
4: Zaluski. He's always like, I can't see. I can't see with their blue uniforms, and that's his excuse, I think, because uh, he knocks the pass to pass the other team. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, they're going
3: to be fantastic games. I mean, it's it's I, as a hockey fan. Growing up, watching Indian players, even now, as a, I'm still a hockey fan, obviously, in playing, but as a hockey fan, I love to watch the Indian guys dribble the ball, the way they move their bodies and the ball is incredible to watch. It makes it hard to defend, but I, as a hockey fan, I love watching those guys, you, the way they play hockey. It,
7: is it the purest opponent, you know, for Australia because they're both teams that are designed to have... Five forwards and you want to play and score rather than, than the European way of defending?
3: I think that's definitely a, a huge part of it and um, you know I've heard a few times that, uh, the start of Australian hockey sort of was yeah, through was India, India and, yeah. and a lot of similarities Very both very attacking um, yeah a lot of attacking and, and we've had in European influences and India have had, had periods of time through their coaching had European influences. I don't know if it's worked necessarily that well Mm. for them, but they're just both teams want to attack, want to score, want to dribble and pass and play quick. So yeah, for sure. It's amazing. Can I ask
6: you both? And I say this respectfully, you're the best of the best in what you do around the world. And you talk about your your hockey fans, but if you were playing tennis, golf, I could name a thousand sports, you'd be multi-millionaires. What, why was the attraction? What was the attraction to hockey?
4: Well, for me, I think I was just I excelled at it at a young age, and then uh, I was identified early, and I was, it was a family sport as well. My mum, so parents, yep. Oh, that's that's first and foremost. My parents sort of got me in and, and took me down to the stadium and uh, just left me there for the weekend, really. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's probably that's probably why I got so good at it, and then identified early, and through the ranks, um, just ended up loving the game. It's 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 a different game. It's quite skillful. Um, pretty hard for like uh different people to pick it up but uh once you get the hang of it and it's it's a special game to play so
6: i said eddie you're the, you're the best of the best um you could be making millions in another sport does it you're a professional player does it give you a good living
3: Oh, we can get by we're not saving up but we can get by okay and I always think you know like it's I'm not. We're not doing anything that's difficult. We don't have to go to you know work all day and do this difficult things or d- do other hard things. Like it's not. We love doing what we do, so it's not a difficult thing that we have to do. We f- it's, we're lucky that we get to go and do something that we love every day.
6: But do you have to play professionally offshore?
3: Well, you can, but you, you don't have to. I mean, a lot. We train at six in the morning, so a lot of guys jump off to work. You know, we've got a, a few um, experienced guys, aging guys in the squad now, and they they're ducking off to work. They're putting okay. hard hours in during the day. Um, we get guys that move to Perth from a uh, young age. I moved to Perth when I was 18 to take up a position in the Australian team. And we get all guys from around Australia that go and do that, make huge sacrifices because they love it. They want to be in Perth training with the Kookaburras. Mm. They want to go to the Olympics. And our culture is built off that. It's a huge advantage that we have, uh, in in my opinion, that we all make huge sacrifices to go and be part of this team because we want to do it and we love it. And we don't don't have to deal with other stuff. We all want to be there and we all want to get better and we all want to we want to do what we want to do. So you're
6: one of the lucky ones, though. You don't have to work?
3: Well, I could, but, I, you, you know, yeah. I've got a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy wants to say something. Don't get me
4: wrong, it It would be nice if we had a bit more money like the AFL yeah. players, but uh, it's uh, we make it work It's because we do love the sport and it's 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 fun to do. You talk
7: about having to move to Perth. The, the National Institute's been there for now, what, 40-odd years. Australian hockey's political. It's got... State political battles everywhere. Now the talk about taking it out of Perth and putting it on the eastern seaboard. Is there an argument that Perth has run its course? You guys live it. Is it time to move it elsewhere?
3: It's a difficult one. I can only talk about my experience, and I've had a fantastic experience. I've loved living in Perth, so it's hard for me to say, you know, it could be somewhere else or, you know, other people are going to decide that. And I don't... But what
7: changes? Why would location make any difference to... Is it the argument purely if it's on the eastern seaboard, it's more visible, and then, like Kim points out, you would get... More attention, perhaps more hmm. corporate backing. And yeah, I think is that, that the key part I'm here? not
3: sure if that's def- necessarily the um, the driving factor. I think it's just one of those things that's up for review and just they're testing to see if it could work somewhere else. Yeah. And I um, can only speak from my experience. I've loved it in Perth. I think it's a good spot for it. Um, yeah, I, I've had a fantastic... I've been given a fantastic life mm. from going there to train with the Kookaburras. So um, for me, it's been brilliant.
7: Ever attempted, ever offered a deal in the Netherlands where you could have made us kim notes you could well, have made a good eating
3: there it. it's decent there you're still training and playing you're earning your money there it's not it's not life changing but you can go and live in another country i lived yep. in
4: amsterdam for 4 years so
3: i did do it and jeremy's been
4: playing there this I'm, season i'm currently there now so i, I left straight after the commonwealth games to go play the first half of the season before the winter stop and i mean the money's the money's okay but it's it's the cultural different differences in the sport that mm. you sort of can learn and pick up their game and then I'll bring it back to the squad and and sort of let out the secrets to us and so we can help ourselves really against them in, for the World Cup when we come in. Be careful it's with the, coo- be careful
6: the cookies should. over there too.
4: <laughs> so the Big Monkey finally <laughs> went
7: in Athens. Australia finally won an Olympic men's gold medal. same as Barry Dancer team. Now it's been a while since. Do you feel that that pressure builds again that there's always that expectation that the Kookaburras must win an Olympic gold? How does that sit on your shoulders at the moment?
3: Well, I think we feel it. You notice it. Um, I think it's I think when you're in an Australian team and you go to any tournament, like we're going to the World Cup in January and I think we're fortunate that we can sit here and say, we're in a position to win, win the tournament. We're a good team. We want to go over there and, and play our best and win. Like we're, I think we're lucky to be able to be good enough to say that. That's not hoping that's from a lot of hard work and good performances that we think we're a good enough team to go and win. I think. When you're part of the Australian hockey team, I think it's, uh, you're really lucky that you can realistically go and do that. I mean, it hasn't worked out during my career. Athens was just before I started. Yeah. That was a huge moment for the sport. And we haven't been able to do it again for you know, for, for a few days that we didn't play well enough or some things happened Other against other good teams. So Tokyo definitely would have been nice. Uh, we had a lot of traction through, for the sport, which is fantastic during the Olympics. And um, I think for hockey, yeah, we,
4: we really want to be successful.
6: Uh, Jeremy, it's November. Is that for November, or is that your normal
4: look? That is my normal look, but it? it's also November. I I, I run this what, about ten years ago, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> I think my partner hates it, so I'll keep it. I was just trying to
6: give November a free plug there. Uh, you play for several prestigious championships. Can you can you rank them? Because your 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 sport's a little different. Is it Olympics number one?
4: Yeah. Uh, that's that's the goal almost uh from for everyone really olympics is definitely the pinnacle and then closely followed by the world cup, world cup. um fih are changing a few things now they're bringing in the pro league and they've sort of got rid of a champions trophy which was really prestigious uh really hard mm. to win seven games uh you had to basically win them all to win the uh, championship but yeah so pro league's the new one that's coming for, for the fih
7: Okay, Eddie, you've played every line except one. You're going to become a goalkeeper in the end? <laughs> Is that it? You're going to go strike a midfielder defender as <laughs> a goalkeeper next? If I can't I run in, if I can't run oh, anymore,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll think about that. Maybe for veterans or something like that down you the end. You know they're a different breed. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'll be doing that hard, to be honest. Boys, we
6: really appreciate <laughs> yeah. you uh, coming in. We know you've had to come in from Mawson Lakes where you're staying at the moment. Let's hope we can get some big crowds mm. out to Mate yep. Stadium. You can get your tickets at Ticketek. It gets underway this Saturday. It's a 4 p.m. start. If you haven't seen it live, live. It is faster than what you could imagine. Get out and experience something new. There's matches Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, then next Saturday and Sunday. It's the world's number one against the world number three, Australia, taking on India. Plug the guts out of it, boys, to get the crowds out there because you're worth watching.
3: Oh, no, it's fantastic. We love being here in Adelaide. We love playing in Australia. So come out and check it out. I mean, people that watch hockey for the first time, they love it. So give yourselves a go and you might might find something that you love like what we did.
6: All the best on your four hundredth, and Jeremy, you're no slouch What have you knocked up now? One hundred and sixty-two appearances for your country.
4: Somewhere there, yeah. They, I don't know why they invited me in, but. uh I'm here 162. I'll be happy with that. Here is apprentice. <laughs> Security guard, I think.
6: Oh, guys, we really appreciate you coming in. Let's hope it's a great series, a winning series, and you get good crowds and good coverage for your sport.
3: Thanks for having Thank us. You.
6: Thank you. All righty. We're going to go to a break. There's a couple of the Cocklebaras there. They are absolute living legends. Talking of legends, if you want to have a crack at myself and the Roach. You can beat the boys uh, and win a thousand dollars worth of free fuel. Give us a call now: one 736 Best of three questions. All thanks to Hyundai. Beat
2: the boys. Ring now. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
5: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
2: I'm
6: 3.52, Kimba on the Roots with you. Just a reminder, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Thought I was going to have to do the rest of the show by myself,
7: Roots. I didn't think I could drag you away from the boys. It's good to talk to him about the way in which the game has changed. Um, and Eddie made a good point that going to quarters instead of halves has worked against Australia because we used to train up. You know exactly yeah. how Australian teams are trained up to go for you know, stamina.
6: So what's the advantage in it?
7: I, look, every change that's been in, in hockey over the past 20 years is about designing it to be more appealing, to make it a faster game or more high scoring. The offside rule didn't change the scoring. Mm. You know what, Kim, you know how coaches work. If you tell a coach it's going to be easy to score, what do you think is the first thing on their mind? If it's going to be easy to score, I've got to defend harder. Yep. That's what happens. So, yeah, look, there's been a lot of changes... A lot of it about TV as well. Funny how mm. television has an impact. That's why they're now so playing on not, a, not just Australian rules, where Exactly. Yeah. And what have we seen cricket? We've seen the same sort of things, haven't
6: we? Just a reminder, that first game on Saturday, get mm. down to Mate Stadium and get tickets through Tech, uh, It gets underway four o'clock local time. There's a game on Sunday as well at four o'clock. Five games, Australia taking on India. A few texts coming through about it, Roach, but we'll go to the phones first. Our good friend Annie is oh, back. Oh, tell you what, this is a Hello, rom- this Annie. is a romance. This is a romance.
0: H- Hello, boys. How are you going?
6: Good, Annie. Good, Do you Annie. want me to leave the room?
0: <laughs> no, you're right, Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just ringing up to say wish you guys a most wonderful Christmas. Oh. And to say thank you so much for a wonderful year of radio. Um... I made the switch. I'm not sure how long ago it was now, but it's the only station I listen in the mornings with the with obviously Kane and Hazy at first, um, and of course it was Hazy's last day today, yes. and then um, you guys in the afternoon, and uh, it's just the best station ever, and um, I'll be. continue to tune in I reckon for the rest of my life because
8: it's just yeah
0: it's just brilliant so enjoy your break as I think we all will uh we're flat out at work at the moment leading into Christmas so um uh, we've been bottling Grange and uh Grange um sorry Hill of Grace and all the Henschke wines, we've been flat out, and I'm looking forward to a holiday too, but I've got a few weeks to go yet. Um, so have a wonderful Christmas, and may the power be with you, Root. I
7: hope so, Annie. <laughs> I do hope so. I tell you or what. I went,
0: for when, both of
7: us. Yeah, yes.
6: when, when you said you're yeah, bottling Hiller Grace, that his eyes pop out of his head then, I tell you. Yeah, you are a marriage made in heaven now, I tell you. He's desperately in love with you, Annie. (laughs) Annie, we appreciate your support. You're, You're always up and about, and we love your loyalty to the Port Adelaide Footy Club. So we wish you a wonderful Christmas as well.
0: Thank you very much, and see you in 2023.
7: Yeah, And we have a present for you later in the show, Annie. Guess who's you on do? the show later on? Kim oh, will yes. tell you that um, we have a special one just for you.
6: Yeah, Hannah Ewings is going to be joining us. Oh,
0: beautiful.
6: Yeah, so stay listening. She'll be on at about uh, 4.45. She's just about to make her way back from Melbourne. Yeah,
0: I'm just about I'm, I'm just about at home,
6: so. All right, well, take care. Drive carefully. Good on you, Annie. Love her passion. Here's some passion as well, Roach, after talking to the Kookaburra boys. This one says, Roach made a soccer comparison to Denmark uh, a little while ago. How did Denmark go in
7: hockey? That's Matt and Brizzy again. They don't, but I would like to compare our numbers of uh, soccer players for our, what are we, 26 million now? Yeah. And Denmark's number of soccer players are five point five million.
6: Well, I just think the point might be though, we touched on the fact that culturally, culturally people grow up yeah, to yeah. want to be or play soccer straight away.
7: Yeah, well, I think Kevin Sheedy makes a point very strongly about Australia as a very fortunate nation where it has strengths in four football codes. Mm-hmm. AFL, Australian football as we like to call it, the two rugby versions, Union League, or you should just say rugby and rugby league. And we have the world game as well. And we should be we should be strong on all four fronts, I know only three of them have got international prospects, and Mal Meninga saluted for us at the weekend. AFL doesn't. We need to be better at rugby. After remembering what we were like in the eighties, that's been a bit of a sad case in the last decade, and certainly in soccer, we should be a lot better.
6: We're not bad at swimming.
7: I'm talking about the football code. Yeah, so, okay,
6: yeah. uh, I'm not sure about this one, Roach. Uh, Roachy, how did we lose? Are they referring – I don't know the what Germans. They, they lost to Japan. Oh, right. Ruchi, how did we lose you strudelheads? <laughs> Hans from Handel. <laughs> Strudelhead. I wouldn't mind a strudel now. Um, oh, here so, we go, Mario. Should I pre-read it? Uh, after listening to this show for four long years, it's safe <laughs> to assume Michelangelo won't be buying Kim a Christmas present again <laughs> this year, Mario from Maslin's Beach. He hasn't bought one in the last 30 years. <laughs> he did give me a chocolate bar the other day, though. I nearly yeah. – Dropped dead in shock. (laughs) I checked the date. I thought it was past its use by, but it wasn't. Right, right. When I opened it, I realised it had been opened at the other end and (laughs) eaten half of it. (laughs) Oh, it had not. Hey, Rich, we got uh, two minutes here, just talking about the World Game and uh, the World Cup. Some of the scores from last night. I know you thought uh, the Germany Japan game was the pick of the ones last night.
7: Yeah, that was one for the terms of the upset that follows up after uh, Saudi Arabia beats Argentina because Germany is highly ranked. Now, the one that I truly enjoyed watching for the way in which they played is Spain with their 7-0 route of Costa Rica. They were they were passing the ball beautifully. What we do know about Spain is if you let them pass the ball around, they are going to torment you at, at the goal front. Did they ever do that? And they have some exciting players, Kim.
6: What's tickled your fancy for tonight?
7: I Actually, morning? for the next... The next phase, so we see everyone. I really want to see Brazil and Serbia, Group G. Mm. uh, Serbia had a great qualifying record. We know what Brazil is like, and I think their tails will be up having seen what happened to Argentina because, you know, it's that rivalry in South America. Uh, Uruguay, South Korea, two teams that have got some pretty strong records in world football. Uh, And I always love seeing Cameroon play because I remember what they did in the 1990 World Cup, having seen it live at the time and Roger Miller and his band there at Cameroon. They're just, you know, very exciting,
6: a very attacking,
7: attacking brand
6: of football, which I thought Australia was going to play. Uh, Let's hope we see that in our Mm. next game. Um, yeah, so Brazil and Serbia, that That's gets underway one. 5.30 tomorrow morning. Yeah, that is forward Rich. to that one. All right, 4 o'clock news coming up. Hey, sorry Santa, but no one delivers like Hairy Dog. That's a great name, isn't it? Visit ICanWin.com.au to have Hairy Dog deliver the liquor for your Christmas party. I'll say that again. Visit ICanWin.com.au to have Hairy Dog. Deliver the liquor for your Christmas party. Four o'clock news coming up. Then we're going to have a chat to a youngster, Tom Scully. No, not that one. You'll find out more shortly
5: with Kimbo and the Roots. Just after four o'clock, Kimbo and the Roots with are live from Studio Lumo
6: SA. Thanks to our great friends at Hyundai and Balfers, who have been baking people happy since 1853. Time to talk the draft roots. All thanks to Tire Power. Draft three tyres. Get your fourth tyre free on Falcon Four Wheel Drive Wild Peak Tower tyres. They are absolute beauties. So's our next guest. I don't know what's in the water down at Richmond Oval, but they are breeding monsters down there. Harry Barnett, 202 centimetres. Oscar Steen, 201 centimetres. Harry Lemmy, 202.
7: No, it's not the water. It's the steak at the club barbecue. Is I it? I can testify to well,
6: that. Well, this, our next guest must be having a few steaks. Yeah, Tom Scully.
7: This barbie and there's sand for footy.
6: 203 pushes. centimetres, Roach. Hello, Tommy. Oh,
7: hello. How you going, guys?
6: What is going on down there with all you monsters? It's the steak, isn't it, Tom? Oh,
10: um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a few of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Just um, just the way um, our squad sort of pans out. But, um, yeah, no, pretty pretty good calibre of players there, so yeah.
6: Now, you would be very aware that the draft's coming up next Monday, more than aware. That was a silly comment by me. Um, We'll get into the interest that you're attracting at the moment, but we want to know about you, your background, your family. Um, You started your footy at Lockleys, is that right?
10: Yep, that's correct, yep.
6: Take us through that. What got you into footy?
10: Um, So yeah, originally I transitioned from soccer. Um, Mm. I was sort of... Um, just downplaying uh, locally at Fulham United there. And then, um, yeah, I had a couple mates that was sort of um, pretty keen on footy and um, yeah, it was just um, I was just pretty interested and just give it a crack I guess. So, um, yeah, I've just played from Lockley since um, under-11s and um, yeah, played all the way through to under-16s um, and whilst, um, whilst doing that, I've been involved in um, all the Westies uh, elite development programs. So um, started in the under-13s and um, yeah, made my made the way all the way made my way all the way through to the 18s. So um, yeah, that's kind of a football journey. Um, sort of been playing a little bit of school footy as well for um, CBC. So um, yeah, that's kind of a football journey. And I guess uh, family side of things. So yeah, um, yeah, just mum, dad, um, sister Amelia. So um, yeah, sporting kind of a,
6: family. Does Amelia do anything? Did the dad play footy?
10: Um, yeah, yeah. So dad David, he's. Um, he yeah, just played uh, down at the Barossa, um, for Barossa Districts, and, um, yeah, mum was born overseas, so she didn't really have any sort of too, um, yeah, She wasn't really too sporty, so, uh, yeah, and my sister just plays sort of church netball, so, yeah.
6: Where'd you get your height from?
10: Uh, dad's side, so Dad um, has a little bit of background, uh, a little bit of Dutch background, so, um, yeah, his uncle um, who I never got to meet, unfortunately. Um, apparently, he was pretty tall. So, um, yeah, he, um, I kind of just get it from there, I guess, so from what I've been
7: told. OK, Tom, sliding door moments. We're watching a World Cup unfold in Qatar. You're about to go to the AFL National Draft Monday and Tuesday. If you could turn back time, which way would you go now?
10: Uh, ooh.
7: Would you want to be a socceroo or
10: be an AFL player? Oh, de- oh, definitely be, no. I'll um, Yeah, no. Soccer, soccer was good fun and all, but yeah, yeah kind of. Um, yeah, all the diving and stuff like that and carrying on <laughs> kind of just got a little bit, got a little bit boring. But um, yeah.
6: Yeah, well, you, you you had <laughs> bigger to, uh, bigger area to fall, didn't you? Really, being your height. Um, interesting yeah. reading out uh, all the reports on you. Have you been reading what they've been saying about you? Um,
10: to be honest, guys, not really. Um, I kind of don't really like sort of. Um, buy into what happens sort of externally, um, I guess throughout the year. I've just kind of been worrying on um, what I can control and that's just, yeah, just trying to play um, consistent footy and um, yeah, uh, finish off my studies really well. So, um, yeah, no, nah, if I'm going to be honest, I haven't really read in too much into it. Alright,
6: we'll tell you a little bit about what they're saying. You can agree or disagree. We know for a fact you kicked 50 goals in 14 games for Westies under 18, so that's quite prolific. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, they say you're very good Below your knees and at ground level for a big man.
7: Sean yeah. Wren. You're a Sean Wren type. No, they're liking him to Rory Lobb. Oh, I'd go with Sean Wren. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I boys. guess,
10: yeah, um, ground balls are um, sort of a little bit of, luck, um, little bit of a strength, but, um, yeah, um, fortunate enough this year they came out. Uh, my marks were pretty good and, um, yeah, managed to put a couple through the big sticks, so, yeah. And it's still how are growing, you- Tom. What was that, sorry? You're
7: still growing. They reckon you're going to get to 207 centimetres. How they know that, I do not know, but you're still doing some height
10: on. I think is a little bit exaggerated. Is it? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, 204 at the moment, so, um, yeah.
6: And what about the the body? Do you need to whack on a little bit of weight?
10: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, um, definitely hitting the uh, gym this summer, so trying to increase my load. Um, yeah, just going three, four times uh, a week in the gym now, so um, yeah, no, I'm a little bit thinner and um, hoping in sort of two, three years' time I can fill out and um, add a, a bit of extra weight, so yeah.
6: Alrighty. How many clubs have you spoken to? Twelve.
10: Twelve.
6: Twelve. Who do you think showing the most interest?
10: Oh, I guess out of everyone, probably uh, Richmond, if Richmond. I had to um, yeah, I had yeah. to sort of um, yeah, so, so yeah.
6: And what about uh, who did you barrack for here? Yeah. Do you barrack for Crowsport, or who do you follow?
10: Yeah, boys, I was a massive port man, so uh, I loved watching Justin Westoff and uh, Travis Boat run around. So, yeah, I was a massive port man. Has Port spoke to you? Uh, yes, they have. Yeah,
6: they have. Yeah. Mm. All right. So I- mm. interesting. And no problems about moving interstate
10: at a young age. Just come back oh, after two years, yeah, Tom. Neither. Yeah, guys, absolutely not. Um, Yeah, I'm sort of someone that can be um, independent and self-sufficient. Yeah, I think I'd be able to manage um, cooking and cleaning for myself pretty well. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't think it should be an issue.
6: Are you training with uh, Harry Barnett and the other boys I mentioned, Harry Lemmy and Oscar Steen? I'd imagine there'd be a fair bit of banter between all of you
10: at the moment. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, we're all involved in a senior. Pre, uh, we've all been doing a senior pre-season at Westies so far, and um, yeah, no, it's all really good um, banter and good chats and stuff like that. And um, yeah, no, we're all sort of trying uh, trying to prepare ourselves as best we can.
7: So, Tom, all the studies are out of the way. All your exams done?
10: Yeah, all studies are out of the way. So, what were you um, studying? Uh,
7: what was what Was that right? What were you studying? What were you? What was your subject matter?
10: Oh yeah, so subjects um, were food and hospitality, um, PE, English and uh, scientific sports studies. So um, yeah, they were the main five.
6: We spoke to uh, Isaac Keeler yesterday and we spoke about all the young tools that are out there that you're all up against. Um, He said uh, Harry Barnett had been his most difficult opponent. Who have you found to be really difficult and who do you rate amongst Uh all the young tools?
10: Yeah, so I, yeah, I, um, Barney's definitely up there. Um, yeah, he's the best big, um, in the country, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'd definitely say Barney. Um, me personally playing against, probably the diff- most difficult player I've played against is, um, Max Michelani from Norwood. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, just his, just his ability. Um, he can play on both tools and smalls. Um, he intercepts the ball really well and, um, yeah, just sets up play. Um, really, really well, so yeah.
6: Have you, do you know much about Kyle Marshall from South Adelaide? He's a 201-centimetre defender. Have you come
10: across him? Yeah, Marshall's really good. Um, yeah, he's, he's tallest. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's very, uh, very, very athletic. Um, he can run all day and, um, yeah, he uh, can always get a fist in. So, yeah, no, Marshall's um, Marsh very good as well.
7: Tom, it's very sophisticated, this uh, AFL drafting prospect now. It's more than just looking at tapes as they used to do years and years ago. What's more challenging in your spot, doing all that physical testing that they do or the mind games that are played by the recruiters and all the questions they ask you? Which one did you find more yeah.
10: challenging? Yeah, I reckon it's all the mind games and interviews from the recruiters. Um, yeah, even speaking um, to Barney and Lemons, uh, Lemmy and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the hardest thing at the combine was, yeah, trying to sort of, um, talk, uh, for myself personally, was um, talking and trying to pick uh, pick, the grains, uh, pick the brains of the Yeah, um,
8: yep.
10: It's sort of all, um, I think mentally, it was harder than, uh, was a lot harder. So um, yeah, I'd definitely say um, mentally it was more so, of so a where, challenge than... So uh, where are they taking
7: you these days with the questioning that they, 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 over the years there's been some pretty strange sort of questions to get some sort of clarity on what you guys are thinking as draftees. Where do they take you these days?
10: Yeah, well, I've been fortunate. So I actually haven't had um, a really bad question or have been sort of stumped um, with a tough one. So, um, yeah, no, all all the um, people I've talked to have been really, really nice. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a chat. And I guess they just want to know you as a person and what you like outside of footy. So, yeah, it just gets sort of comfortable.
7: Right, well, the AFL is going to ring you if you get drafted because you're going to cause a problem for them. There's two Tom Scullys in short rotation in the AFL list. You, they're going to need a middle initial from you. Have you got a middle name?
10: Uh, Oliver, yeah. Right. Toss. T-O
7: toss.
6: Scully. I don't think we'll call you that. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> hey, uh, no. Tommy, we wish you uh, all the very best. It's an exciting time for you and a lot of your mates. So, um, where will Monday you be? Monday and Tuesday. Where will you be on Tuesday? Monday and Tuesday.
10: Um, Oh, I'll just yeah, I'll just be at home. Um, yeah, like you said, just watching it with a couple of mates and um, close family. So, um, yeah, no, nah, nothing sort, nothing sort of too big and dramatic. So, yeah, just a quiet one.
6: Well, Tommy, we really appreciate you talking to us today. We wish you all the very best for next week, and we'll stay in touch with you and follow your journey with great interest. All the best.
10: Beautiful. Thank you,
6: guys, for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Richmond. There we go, Richmond. Mm. Yeah and uh, also very interesting, uh, the raps on Harry Barnett. Yeah. Who he calls yeah. Barney, that's his nickname. and uh, the same was said from Isaac Keeler about Barney, so it'd be interesting to see where he goes Roach. National and
7: competition, if, Kim, yeah. they can go anywhere.
6: And the I yeah. wanted to throw up Kyle Marshall because he's a mm. 201 centimeter defender. Now, enormous wraps there, and your mob are looking for a tall defender over 200
7: centimetres. Yes, yeah, one at 201 plus would be very handy. Yeah,
6: how do you get him? That's the big question. Yeah, yeah. All righty, we are going to go to break. Uh, we'll tell you about McGain Real Estate. They've got some properties of the week coming up. We'll do that next, sold by McGain again.
2: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're
5: listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots.
2: The of the holy
8: grail.
5: Nineteen minutes past four. Enjoyed that chat with Tom
6: Scully. Very down to earth, relaxed type of lad. Yes. yes. Stack of tools coming out Let's of the hope sample.
7: Hope slips through to the. Draft numbers that Port Adelaide have? It wouldn't happen, would it? Richmond well, we sp- are going to get him.
6: We spoke to Matty Rendell yesterday. There could be a little bit of draft swapping.
7: No, yeah, I'm saying it would be great if. He went all the way out to when Port, when's Port's first pick in the 30s? Isn't Come it?
6: on, Rich, you should be on top of that. That's my I'm standard down. answer when I haven't got the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got it in front of me. It was yeah. 30, wasn't it? 30-something, yeah. Yeah, we'll get on top of that. Uh, we're live and interactive. The texts are coming through thick and fast. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Just a reminder, Archie Thompson to talk the World Cup at 4.30. He was over there in 2006. 2006, where was that?
7: Uh, 2006 was in Germany. Germany. Yeah.
6: We'll have a chat about that and the state of football, soccer yeah, in a, Australia. And Hannah, there. Yeah, Hannah Ewing's coming up at uh, 4.45. We've got to get to McGain um, Real Estate very, very shortly. A text mm. coming through, though, Rich. Hi, guys. Just wishing you, your families and listeners the best of Christmases and a safe new year. Guys, you're a breath of fresh air in the afternoons. Enjoy your holidays. We'll see you next year. That's from Johnny Kay at Kensington. Thanks, Thanks, Johnny. Johnny. That's uh, very yeah. kind. You'll probably find that's flatulence with the Rooch, that air that he um, distributes. Him. What? It's not nice. No, it's not. <laughs> In an enclosed studio, you're spot on. What do you got for McGain Real Estate? Uh, if you're looking to buy or sell Rooch, uh, they're the people to deal with. Sold by McGain again.
7: Zoe Ball is going to be very busy, but she is going to present some beautiful houses this weekend. If you go to 61 Mariner Drive and Shido Park, isn't it? Shido, is it? Shido, Shido yeah, yeah, just down before yeah, Hallett just Coast. To double check that beautifully presented family home with views from the timber decked entertaining area. It's offering three bedrooms, two way ensuite bathroom, open plan, very large open plan living area, modern kitchen, and a home office or a study, which is very useful in these days mm. when we've learned how to work at home. The price is around. <clears throat> 585 to 625,000 and if you go there on Saturday between 11 and 11:30, Zoe Ball will show you all the features of this house. And you'll see Mike Dobbin on the lounge.
6: Yes, and uh, Zoe and Dobbo, Ooh, they'll be selling my sister and the rat's house in the new year, Roach. Zoe will? Beautiful property. Zoe and, will? No, Dobbo will be there as well.
7: Yeah, he's always present, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> uh,
6: and with good reason. Uh, the other property of the week, Roach, is at Woodcroft, 15 Mildara Close. Uh, quiet dress circle location in the heart of Woodcroft with three bedrooms, two separate living areas, undercover entertaining area, shed and car Port, plus added driveway for mm. secure parking of a boat or trailer behind the gates. Perfect. So it'll be nice and secure. At great price too, four ninety five to five twenty-five open this Saturday, twelve to twelve thirty PM. Very good. Bruce. before we go to another break, you've been banging on about the lack of planning in regards to our soccer programs here in Australia. I think you'll enjoy what Mark Bosnich has to say about the soccer needing long term plans.
5: You're seeing there the result of people in France, way back in when it was 1994 when they missed out, um, you know, in um, and 1990, who sat down and put together a massive plan, and you're seeing the result of that, and you see the difference in the class and the quality. That's the biggest question here: What is Australian football going to do in the future to see our players be like that one day? Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's quite the simple. Question, yeah, it five straight question. World Cups, all well and good, but what? Yep, yeah. but what? Mm-hmm. Well, one last 16 place in, in over 100 years. So what are you going to do about that? That's the biggest question.
7: Yeah, it's, it's a great point. We've been arguing this from, oh, a decade now. Craig Foster was very strong at the beginning that we needed a development plan to follow 06. and Postacoglu tried to get everyone on the same page. And what happened to him, Kim? Yeah, we ran him out of town.
6: Yeah. Well, I wasn't part of it, Roach, but I'll take a bullet for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it... It's a bit of a long bow to make comparisons between France and Australia.
7: No, it's not about drawing the comparison. It's actually about noting how nations, once they hit a wall, approach the rebuild. Can we Let's use the term rebuild for clarity. Uh, Italy will face the same now, having missed the World Cup. Uh, it's, it's not about comparing nations, but actually how you actually... Everyone can hit the wall. Roots. How you get out of it.
6: Need to go to a break. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll hear from John Aloisi, and yep. he says it's not all doom and gloom. That I is coming
7: up. I hope he's right.
5: Balfours are for the game.
2: Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all wheel drive.
5: You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. I'm
2: of the holy grail.
8: 429 and a half.
6: McGain Real Estate, sold by McGain again. That's why everywhere you go, there's a sign popping up saying sold by McGain again. If you're looking to buy or sell, get onto their website. They are wonderful people to deal with, great South Australian company. Now, Rooch, we heard Mark Bosnich saying the uh, Socceroos and the World Game in general needs to do better forward planning here in Australia. John Aloisi said it's not all doom and gloom. Um,
10: look, there, there is a bit of a gulf. Uh, we have got some good young players coming through. Um, I still think that you know this is a young uh, squad with some experienced players. You know we we uh, we don't want to paint all doom and gloom after one bad result. We will qualify for our, our fifth consecutive World Cup, so there's still a lot of
4: positives there. Um, yes, you know France, there is a big goal, but there has been for some time. You know the, the French national team has been, you know, great for for a number of years now.
6: So we come out and we smash Tunisia, then we draw with. Denmark will beat Denmark, and all the narrative will change. Rooch.
7: how much do you want to put on that?
6: Not a cent. <laughs> we'll go to the 4:30 news.
7: Archie Thompson. will ask him
6: the question yeah. next.
2: Yeah. A Balfour's in one hand, and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
5: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. 4.34, we're in the home straight.
6: Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. Kimba on the Roach, thanks to Balfours. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Time to continue talking about the world game. It's the hot topic, Roach, as we go to one of our very own SEN World Cup commentator, former Australian player Archie Thompson, has been good enough to join us. Archie, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me, brothers. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Everybody's having their two bobs worth, Archie. Let's go back to Wednesday. Australia v France. What
11: was your take? Well, look, we always knew it was going to be a difficult match. Um, I felt like with the players that they were missing, uh, France, there was maybe a glimmer of hope. Oh. And uh, and then when your man, Craig Goodwin, scored that goal, <laughs> we, uh, we had a bit of... Um, hope and faith that we can go on to, uh, you know, to, to go on and win this one. But which was a rude awakening. But how good are France? Like, you can't take anything away from that team. They're amazing.
6: They are the, they are the best and they're the benchmark. Uh, is it too easy to say from the cheap seats that we were a little bit negative with our game style because there was all this talk how aggressive and attacking Australia would be?
11: Well, mate, I, I thought we started well. Uh, like, that first 15, 20 minutes, we looked like we weren't overawed at all, but then it almost seemed like France just slipped in other gear, and uh, and it was just probably a little because, mis- because the first goal that we copped was, you know, you, you did defend a corner, but just as important is the second phase of that corner when it comes back in again. And um, it was a great delivery in, and we we just didn't do that well, and... Free header on, on the 18-yard. I mean, on the six-yard box, and then that makes it one-one.
8: Mm.
11: And I, I just felt that that took the knocked the stuffing out of the boys. And then, um, and then a cheap giveaway by Nathaniel Atkinson, um, in the in that you know back third, and you can't do that against players like that. You just get punished. Tim I'm I'm not like, sure what? if
6: you're driving at the moment. You're just dropping in and out a little bit. I don't know if it's possible to pull over or. Um, oh,
11: mate, can you can you
6: can you hear me? Yeah, just dropping out though, uh, in and out all the time. Uh, sorry,
11: sorry, that part was a, a dodgy part of Melbourne. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Can you hear me now? Oh,
7: that could be
6: anywhere. <laughs> Archie. Just going through South Yarra, were you? Oh, okay. <laughs> Chapel Street again, is it, Archie? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
11: we don't have as many dodgy parts as what you have in Adelaide. No, we'll leave it at that. Oh, hey. Now,
7: Archie. Okay. <laughs> France is France. Yeah. Now, what remains for the Socceroos yeah. is Tunisia and Denmark. Now, what, what are your expectations? And should it be like many expect that it becomes three matches, pack up, go home? Where are we going to be with this whole Socceroos
11: program? Well, you know what? When you put expectations on things and they don't live up to what you think they should be, that's when a lot of resentment and anger comes in and disappointment. So yeah. I'm just going to... I'm not going to say um, expect. I'm going to have faith and hope that we we get a, a good performance against Tunisia because it, it is a game that we could we we're a good chance. Realistically, we can we can win this one. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say this though: we always we went into the World Cup going, okay, France we might, might not win that. Denmark we might get a result there. Tunisia we can win. But man, there are high expectations because none of these. Cut- All of these countries that are in the World Cup deserve to be there and they're the best in their respective areas. So, like, there's never going to be an easy game. So, um, Tunisia is a good chance to to get a win. And if we perform like we did in that first 15-20, like, we're a really good chance. We're a really good chance.
6: Archie, you were part of the 2006 World Cup campaign. There's a lot of people saying there's not one player in the current squad that would make the 2006 squad. Do you subscribe to that?
11: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I think I started that poll.
7: And oh. I probably... <laughs> oh.
11: Oh. <laughs> There's right. a few that have jumped okay. on board. Okay. <laughs> well, look, to be honest, uh, it probably is one of the weakest Socceroos teams that we've sent over to a World Cup. And that's no disrespect to the players that are no. there. No. It's just, you know, it's just a fact and we always put every team that goes to a World Cup up against that 2016 team. But, look we we have to work hard too like um when you look at it we we won one game. <laughs> really, we won one game. We we lost one and it drew two. So um are we are we better off than other other teams that have come the world cups? Not yet. I mean if this team does well and goes through this group stage then they're actually level playing field with this uh
7: 2016. Okay. So I mean but Archie, here's a key one about banged on this for more than a decade. Craig Foster was strong on it. And Postacoglu, in the end, had his heart broken on the theme of what are we doing in the development phase that then leads to the under-21s, then leads to the Socceroos. And when we get a young lad out of New South Wales, Christian Volpata, who feels he wasn't developed in the best way in Australia, plays Serie A in Italy, doesn't know whether he wants to play for Australia
11: or in Italy, surely that's an alarm bell for us. Oh well, look. Um, maybe he just he wasn't developed enough here in, well, in the Australia, key or maybe that's they, the key point. Surely. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe he, he kind of more flourished over there, and uh, you know, it's 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 so hard to keep a net over all these players because sometimes um, even if they do go, or some are going to go through the fall through the cracks because some might develop later than others. Mm. So you kind of only uh, it's kind of a lottery in that, and, and it's it's hard because. I saw some sort of stat. It's like one percent that want to be professional footballers get into academies, right? Yeah. One percent of those one percenters go on to go on to go to a senior team, mm-hmm. and even one percent of those uh, like go on and become professional uh, professional footballers. So it's it's really it's a, a real numbers game, and it's so hard to keep like I said a net over every single player that that misses out, misses out here in the youth development. And then goes goes over to Italy or something, and, and end up ends up being like a superstar. It, mm. it just happens like that sometimes. No doubt, there are some issues there um, in how we structure our development. I know there's been a lot of talk of that. I don't. My understanding, I don't have enough understanding um, of what we should be doing or how we should be doing it. I know okay. that um, that A I S program that they had at the institute, uh, the um, that was a big one to lose because you had the best of the best working together week in, week out, day in, day out, um, in that best like in that professional environment at a young age, and we scrapped that for whatever reason. I don't know why, um, and and we lost a lot of uh, I believe good quality players in the development in that program, but we're, but we're trying like all these A League teams are trying to start like uh, youth uh, programs so they can feed into the A League and then go on to bigger and better things. But it's, it's just... A, it's, I don't know the answer. I really don't know the answer. Archie, I think when I was growing up...
6: We're seeing, a, we're seeing a number of upsets already, like uh, Japan over Germany and Saudi Arabia over Argentina. What's caught your eye? What are you enjoying at the moment?
11: <clears throat> to be honest, I'm enjoying everything. Uh, hmm. I, it was really great to see Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Like, that's amazing. Um, like, you don't go through many World Cups and see that sort of result. Um, but, yeah, that was one that really stuck out for me. But then even last night, uh, Japan, Germany, um, this morning, sorry, that was a great game. And we saw one of our Asian countries go uh, and, and win against um, a very good German side. So, um, look, there's a lot. It's, it's an excel- exciting World Cup. And how good is it that Craig Goodwin scored? Yeah. Like, <laughs> really amazing. Really, really amazing. And, and, you know, the the back-end story of that is that he never thought that he was going to a World Cup. And within a couple of weeks and months, he's starting on the biggest stage and scores a goal, gives us hope, and then, uh, unfortunately, we get squashed. But it doesn't matter. We've still got Tunisia and uh, Denmark. The door's not closed.
6: All right. Prediction for Saturday night, Tunisia and Australia.
11: Oh, Australia's going to get pumped. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, uh, no, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, no uh, Australia going to win this one, mate. I
6: really, really believe they're to win. This we're going to use your first comment as a promo. We love it. That's the Archie,
11: That's the Archie
6: Thompson we despise when you used to come over here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
11: Well, that was always a certainty against you guys. Oh, here we go. On
6: that note, (laughs) we love you, Archie. We look forward to your coverage.
2: We look forward (laughs) to your coverage on SEN. (laughs) We
6: really appreciate your time today. Okay, thanks, guys. There he is, Archie Thompson. He was an <laughs> He's exciting a character, player, isn't he? Uh, and uh, yeah, he was there. Didn't even get a run in 2006, Reach. Yeah, That's deep, how strong the side yeah, was. Very good squad. Yeah, all righty. Yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So that game gets underway at oh, 9 p.m. Reach. I get confused from every paper I look at. That would not be our time, would it? Tunisia and Australia.
7: Saturday um, night. Look, oh, don't hold me on it.
6: I got up an hour and a half earlier because you stuffed up no, last I time. I did not. I, I told I you it was 5.30. Just uh, own it, Roach. Uh, do I you want did. me to go to the audio again? <laughs> there was no way I would tell you anything but 5.30 if I planned for 5.30. All right. Well, I can tell you the other games that get underway. Yes. Uh, France and Denmark, they'll be playing on the Sunday morning. And then it's followed by Tunisia. This is for our group, Group D, Tunisia and France. And then our last game is against uh, Denmark next Thursday, Roach, when we will be on leave because right. we've only got two games to go. Two,
7: we're just, playing two games, aren't we? Oh, are we 02 what
6: well, it's a game, two, isn't it? Two, two, days, two shows two. to go. Yes, right. <laughs> uh, I was just going to plug uh, the show yeah. coming up after our Sports Day. Kane Corns and Jared Healy. So that's on between five and six. All righty. Looking forward to having a chat to Hannah Ewing. She is coming up next, Roach. Great
7: success story, that one. Wonderful form with North Adelaide last year. And the first rising star winner for Port Adelaide in a year when it wasn't really that easy for Port, was it? Yeah, it it was tough.
6: I think everyone's expectations were high. I think the realists that have been watching the competition very closely, I think someone in this room said if you get the two or three wins, that that was a good first year. One and a half. And they mm. probably should have dragged another one it yeah. was not to be.
7: But there's a success story, an yeah. individual success story.
6: Uh, yeah, don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. It's a wonderful vehicle. We really appreciate the support we get from Hyundai. We're live and interactive. They jump on the Lawn Hub talkback line. That number is 1300 736 And why I'm at it... Let's thank our great friends at Balfour's. Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. They've been around since 1853. Mm. They are a wonderful South Australian organisation. They are an institution. All right, we're up and about, Rooch, with good reason. Well, I can tell you, Ruth, our next guest has had a pretty exciting week, maybe a very exciting year. On Tuesday, she was named the NAB AFLW Rising Star in her first season, obviously. How's that uh, for
7: Port? They get a Rising Star in the men's game with Michael Wilson in their first year in the national yep. competition, and they get another in the first year in their women's competition.
6: And they get the runner-up as well in Abby Dowrick. But Hannah Ewings joins us now from Melbourne after having a big couple of days. Hello, mm. Hannah.
9: Hello, how are you? Thank it, you for having me.
6: It is our absolute pleasure. We know you're about to fly out back to Adelaide, so we appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind the last 12 months, hasn't it? We knew how good you were at North Adelaide, but you've had no problems stepping up to the next level.
9: Yeah, it was definitely challenging um, in some areas. Um, but yeah, look, I adjusted as best as I could. Um, and I had a lot of support around me um, with the likes of Aaron and 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 Judy that I've had that knowledge and experience. So just to have... And be in that environment, um, it's just a great feeling.
7: Strong start to your AFLW career, Hannah. And you set records in your third game, got the rising star nom in your third game. Why was it such a good, strong start for you? What was the background to that?
9: Yeah, look, I definitely um, had a really good pre-season um, with Paul. Um, obviously, I came from Sample, so I had just came out of um, match practice um, through North, Um but, yeah, I had a lot of support um, with the girls that helped me, guide me um, through the game. And yeah, they really um, got me through the line and um, supported me and guided me through that.
7: So was the step-up from Samfield to AFLW what do you expect? or what, what surprised you, if anything?
9: Yeah, it was definitely massive. The step-up was huge. Um, obviously, there's a lot, a lot more requirements um, to AFL and how professional it is. Um, and being in that professional environment is mm. just um, something I've dreamt of dreaming this whole time. So to actually be here, um, it's amazing.
6: Has it been a frustrating year? We've been speaking to a lot of the girls and your coach regularly, and Ange Foley's been a regular on the show. You you seemed a better side than just the one win.
9: Yeah, look, obviously, we felt like our win-loss ratio didn't really reflect on what a great season we did have. Um, We all should be so proud of ourselves. Um, We took a lot of positives out of it, and um, we're always going to continue and grow Um, from that, um, which I'm looking forward to next season.
6: Let's go back to Tuesday night. Were you nervous?
9: Definitely was, yeah. There's (laughs) a lot of great um, young women out there that truly do deserve to be out there. So I'm just really um, honoured and privileged to be up there and be recognised by everyone to receive this award.
7: Not a bad tandem either, you and Abby.
9: Yeah, it was great to see that Abby was up there. She's a great player and she's always going to continue to get better. Um, It was just great to see two SA girls up there,
6: yeah. Now, I was watching it on TV and uh, the Port Girls and the Crows Girls were very well behaved. But, gee, it was loud in the room there. There's a bit happening.
9: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. No, you always hear us FA girls roaring.
1: So, Hannah,
7: <laughs> 10 games to start your AFLW career. Do you get a break now? And what are you going to work on by the time you start up season number two for you, whenever that might be?
9: Yeah, um, we obviously get a little bit of a break um, just to de-load and de-stress and um, really reflect on what a season we did have. Mm. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm just going to work on my work rate. Um, obviously, my football is going to do the talking soon. Um, but, yeah, I'm just looking forward to next season. It's going to be very exciting.
6: there had been talk for a few years about the very first showdown. It didn't go the way you wanted. What was it like to be out there?
9: Yeah, that was an unbelievable feeling, Um to see all those people around you looking at you, um, watching you, pe- all the little young girls and boys that um, idolise you, it was just a really unbelievable experience. And um, yeah, I'm really thankful that I got to play that. Hannah, game.
6: we've been asking everyone, and, and we spoke to it was Mariana Ratchet uh, the other night. Uh, what would you like? Would you like a 17 round season for next year?
9: Um, Look, um, we're all still in expansion, us four um, mm-hmm. teams, which I think we're all going to develop and um, get better. But yeah, that's something that um, I would actually like to have. I'm um, yep. also 18 um, versus teams, so that would be um, pretty cool. But look, um, it's eventually going to happen. But yeah. yeah.
7: So you're mixing football, and a professional ambition are you going to be a master chef contestant soon or how's that all mm-hmm. going in the restaurant uh,
9: yeah I'm gonna be like Gordon Ramsey
7: <laughs> <laughs> what to have a potty mouth <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is that all going in the restaurant game
9: yeah no it's awesome I'm loving it um yeah they've been really lenient um with me with my football commitment so yeah just to have their support too. um and let me do what I love doing, Yes, it's great.
6: Well, give it a plug. Where where are you working? Where can we go to taste some of your delicacies? And and what's your your number one dish? (laughs) Your go-to dish.
9: Oh, oh, I like to say pasta. I always have pasta the night before a game of football. Um, So I do love making a good ravioli or carbonara. Um, Oh, carbonara
6: is beautiful. I used to have carbonara before a game back in the day. That was my go-to. Yep. Yeah, plenty yeah of carbonara from
9: and a bit of garlic bread.
7: All right, so give a plug to yep. those who are looking after you. Where are you working now?
9: Um, I'm working at House of Focaccia, just starting um, my apprenticeship that I'm nearly about to finish in December.
6: And where, what's their address so everyone can go down there and grab one of those Focaccias?
9: <laughs> um, oh, 96 Port Road um, straight across the road from
6: the
8: Adelaide Entertainment Centre oh, oh, beautiful, he's perfect... we know where
6: it is now we'll pop yeah. in yeah, and say today. well yeah. congratulations again Hannah have a nice break now then get into the pre-season and we wish you all the very best and the club Port Adelaide I thought it was a really successful first year despite the one win there were some real positives there and you taking out the NAB AFLW Rising Star is one of the huge positives so congratulations again
9: Thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Oh, what a delightful
6: yes. young lady. We knew she was good at North Adelaide. We'd seen her play, Roach, yep. but uh, uh, had no
7: problems. Hannah would probably have to be classified as Port Adelaide's most consistent player in their first mm. season. We'll see what happens when the best and fairest count is on Monday, December 2. That's I good that Port did all three, put them all together as one.
6: And uh, that the public can actually go. They members listen can go. to
7: their members and... Got some extra space. Well done. Yeah, well
6: played. Yep. All right, we're almost done, Roach. This has been the run home. Thanks to Balfours. No matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game. We keep talking about that. We're getting into the festive period, Roach. Uh, sorry, Santa, but no one delivers like the hairy dog. <laughs> Visit iCanWin.com.au to have hairy dog deliver the liquor for your Christmas party. So get on to ICanWin.com.au and you might get a nice free deliver delivery for your Christmas party. Mm. All thanks to Hairy Dog. We're done, Roach. We're not on tomorrow. So we'll be back on Monday for our last two
7: shows before we go on leave. And where are we finishing the year?
6: Uh, we'll be down at the... Um, Mosaic. The, yeah.
7: at what we used to know as Football Park. I was
6: trying to think of the name. That used. When's to the be-
7: last time you were there? Oh, it's been a while. You will be staggered by what has been built and still being built around what was We'll, football we'll be part. there
6: next Tuesday. We'll
7: get to that. We'll recognise shortly. it.
6: Beautiful, Rooch. All right, let's get out of here. Bye bye, everyone. Good, Good night. Route.